You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. regular screening in Kingston episode is here. Welcome back, Taylor. It's been a nice two-week break. Little vacay. For for us, if you just listen to the show and you don't know any of the, you know, it's how some people just casually listen to the show. If you didn't know that we planned the break, whatever, people wouldn't know what we're talking about because we had two episodes the past two weeks, but they were pre-recorded from a while ago. But that's how much we love our fans. That even when we go on holiday, not a real holiday, I still worked. I'm sure you worked too, Mike. <laughs> yes, but, I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, even when we take a short break from the show, we always make sure there's content for you. Usually Star Trek related. It's um, only been a couple, I would say it's only been, it's a rare occurrence that we don't have new content, even when we're on a break, if that makes sense. Like yeah. in Christmas, in cr- Christmas time, sometimes we'll cycle through some old material or we'll play an episode twice. Um, but aside from that, like when we take a hiatus or a short break, normally we have something lined up. Yeah, I think you're right. Now that you mention, I think we we have only ever missed a week or or replayed an episode. We've had like, like one emergency. I think yes, I think we've yeah. had maybe two emergencies in the nearly yeah. three years we've been on air. It's pretty um, good. Yeah, lots of technical malfunctions, but you wouldn't classify those as emergencies. And we power through because we air the episode even with the technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. For better or worse, you're going to hear us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, it's interesting because um, it's it's been, it was such a lovely thing to, I, I had Tyler Vance back. That's the kind of two episodes. I know you don't listen to the show, Taylor. So I'm just going to fill you in was, on what you missed. I knew it was, you did your Star Trek Yes, we talked Star Trek, and it was really nice to have Tyler again, and we just talked about it. And the only feedback I got, and it was from multiple people who gave me the feedback of, is and like, this is the quote, you had too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I guess I need to be on the episode to make sure that there isn't too much fun is had. Yeah, you know, you're ba- gotta, you're the, you balance this out. I'm yeah. the fun police. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you Taylor's know what it is? Gone, Probably yeah. um, because you guys are so inter- into Star Trek. And when you start riffing or whatever, it may be um, not as accessible for our casual listeners. True. That's Very true. my That's my guess is that you guys just went for it and – People who aren't into Star Trek were like, what the, what the heck? When It's yeah. like when I talk about The Crow. Yes. Yes. I definitely, I think that that for sure happens. You just, you're right. You go so into it that not, unless you're a big fan of what's being talked about. It's just about, not going to be for them. Yeah. So you're going to kind of tune out a little bit or whatever. But I'm glad people still listened. And, and even if they're not Star Trek fans, they got something out of it. Or maybe they took a two week break too. And you're coming back to hear us for the first time. Who knows? Um, but I, it was fun. It was fun to have Tyler back. I'm, I'm glad we did some Star Trek talk. Um, and what I'm really excited about and why that break just timed out so well as if we planned it was we're now back in movie theaters and we've been both Woo-woo. talking about it for so long. I'm so happy to be back. Like I, I want to share our experiences, Taylor. Like I want, I want to know yeah. how your film experience was because it was I don't know. To me, it just was great to go back into a movie theater. Like, I just loved it. My guess is you went to the big movie theater, eh? Did you go to Cineplex? More than once. <laughs> I've, I I went, yes, I went well, to the- Well, because I know you're reviewing A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place too. Yeah. I don't think that's at the screening room yet. No, um, no. I decided to go see um, A Quiet Place too because I really wanted to see it on the big screen and I really just wanted to uh, to talk about it. And um, I also ended up seeing Black Widow, which I'm not really going to talk about much today because I, I want there's so much Marvel stuff has happened in such a small amount of time that I want to I want to do some sort to, of chat. Are you going to read uh, Katie's tech uh, tweet? Yes. Finally, my uh, my good old pal yes. Katie tweeted us. 
I'm actually glad you you mentioned that because uh, on a side note, I found the infamous email uh, oh. that Katie sent. The f- infamous fan question. <laughs> I the one figured that got out lost. Yeah, I figured out what went wrong. Um, it ended up. Uh, no, long story short, it ended up getting stored in a folder on my other email. Oh. So it went to my other, like my actual Gmail address, which I use for a variety of things, including work. And I was working on a project that just wrapped up that also had sort of submissions come in. And I must have just thought, oh, the, the, like I saw a submission come from the website and I went, oh yeah, okay, this is over here. And I didn't look at it. So that's why we couldn't find it is I, I had already like filed it somewhere. You were a bonehead. Yeah, and when I when I went when I went through this stuff for the client, and I'm like organizing it. I'm like, wait, that looks kind of weird. What's that? And I opened it, and there you go. It was the uh, it was the fan question. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, I don't know what to tell you. It's my fault, and we can read it today. We can finally talk about Katie's comments today. Yeah, I don't think it's time sensitive, right? It's about Tom Hanks. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's about Tom Hanks. Um, and I think it's about movies we reviewed about a month ago. So we'll definitely read it today. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah, so Katie's tweet that you were referring to says, are you guys planning a Marvel update? Would love to hear your thoughts on Loki and Black Widow. Um, yeah, so because Loki, the TV show came out, Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out very close together and Black Widow happened. I thought that we would do some sort of Marvel update episode. Maybe I'll try to invite Nat and Andrew back again and we'll kind of talk about it. Um, nobody liked my joke that I did when you commented on on my tweet, Taylor, about oh. what I was seeing and for Screen Kings. And you were like, okay, I'm like, I'm seeing Zola. And then I commented, we need you to go see Black Widow. And you didn't, <laughs> no one said anything. <laughs> I don't know if I saw it. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, screening, it was, was from it screening in Kingston. Said, uh, we need you to go see Black Widow, hashtag ScarJo. And then your friend Katie, who I assume is the same one, said, do it for Florence. Yes. Um, oh, and I, I liked that. Oh, you liked that. Okay. I so liked the Florence. The <laughs> yeah. I don't even dignify the ScarJo with uh, acknowledgement. You know what Whatever. I mean? I'm not even going to acknowledge. If screening in Kingston said, no, Taylor, you have to go see Black Widow. <laughs> you know, for Katie, I will go see maybe, maybe. I'm not going to make a promise. Wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. I would on. see Black. I would maybe see Black Widow because then go it, does see Black have, Widow. it does have Florence. It does have the guy from Stranger Things that I David like. David Harbour. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like Cold War Russians. Like, yeah, I like all that stuff. I just hate that it's ScarJo. Like, if it was someone else, I probably wouldn't hesitate to see it. Well, you, know you I mean? heard it here, folks. Taylor is going to go see Black Widow. Well, and then, maybe. this has been my dream, Taylor. No, we have to do it now, because let me pitch you this idea. Because <laughs> I want you to be on the show with Matt andrew and myself so a bunch of marvel fans and taylor like i really want that like we always do these marvel and star trek things, and but i'll make sure you don't have too much fun exactly you're there to balance the fun because even in again i know you don't listen to the show so i know that it, you didn't hear that tyler brought this up at the end of the star trek two-parter where he said it would be fun to for, for us to have you watch a pilot to one of the Star Trek series, one, whatever one we pick, and the three of us to be on the show talking about the I pilot and see the your one, thoughts. I watched the one with Q. You watched... Okay, so That's you watched... Star Trek, right? Yeah, so Q appears in three Star Trek series. I assume you mean The uh, Next Generation? Dan was, Dan was watching it on Netflix, and uh. it was like an hour and a half... It was and probably it was, the pilot. Yeah. And so I was dropping in and out. And so I saw some of it. Okay. That that sounds like you watched. That <laughs> there sounds like, like you watched Mission to Farpoint. There was That's a, what it sounded like. The boy and his mom works on the ship and the boy sitting in the captain chair and, you know, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. It sounds like the pilot to yeah. Next Generation. So it sounds like a very crude rendering of the pilot <laughs> of the episode. Yes. So you've watched that. There you go. Yes. 
So there are there are multiple series. So the idea was that we'd have you watch one of the other, like one of the later ones, right. so it'd be more accessible to you. Like okay. it would be something more modern that you'd watch, and we'd all watch it and review it one week and get kind of your thoughts as a non Star Trek fan. Anyway, Taylor, the thing is, is when you're not on the show, often we talk about you. <laughs> um, we know you're not listening, so we just we just you talk can say about literally. Oh yeah, we just how how do we loop Taylor into this discussion? You could like, fire me, that? and I wouldn't even know. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you would just like would be sitting waiting for a recording, like I'm ready, <laughs> and then nothing I, happens. Time to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. No, we can't. We can't fire you. Who who else would balance us out? Right, we can't have too much fun on this show. That's true. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was a fun joke. Yes, so so to answer all this was to go back to the Marvel thing. Yes, Katie, I think we'll do something. And I think we're at 85% convincing Taylor to go see Black Widow and and be on this Marvel recap show. Um, I, I really think that it would be a lot of fun, Taylor. I think our fans would love it. You always do things for our fans. So write on in. If you write in, then Taylor will probably do it. Okay, I'll talk to Dan, see if I can rope him into go go see Black Widow with me. Doesn't Dan sometimes like these kind of movies? Like, I know he's not, you know, at everything, but I thought he went to Marvel. He likes Marvel, and, yeah. He yeah, likes, that's what I thought. He is, like, not a diehard, but, like, sure. he'll watch them. So yeah. we'll see if I can there get him to see Black Widow with me. I'm sure I'm sure it won't be a problem. Yeah, I've, I have lots of thoughts on Black Widow, but I will save them uh, for that, that discussion. Um, but yes, today I'm going to talk about A Quiet Place 2, and, and I wanted to see that one for a long time. Just so to interject excited. real quick. Go ahead. And uh, Katie, I haven't forgotten. Shout out to Katie, and I think also my old boss, Lori. I haven't forgot about um, that, t- that other Marvel TV show that everyone thinks that I'll like. The WandaVision. one with yeah, yeah. Multiple people have said that they think I'm gonna like WandaVision. I don't have Disney Plus. I'm not looking to, to shell out for another streaming service. So that's really the only reason why I haven't watched WandaVision yet or the Loki TV show. Because both of those are on Disney Plus, right? That's correct. I I mean your your friends and former boss know you better than I know you, but I because I think Tyler said the same thing that that he thinks WandaVision would be up your alley. I don't see it. Like, I honestly <laughs> don't think you'd like WandaVision. Like, I don't know why, but it's just every time I hear that, I'm like, I don't agree at all. Like, I really don't think you would like it. Fair enough. I mean, I, I don't know. Too, I don't know. I think it's too... Too Marvel? Yeah. As much as people say it's such a divergent... No, it's not. It's honestly like What about Loki? Do you think I'd like Loki? I like Tom Hiddleston and... Owen Wilson. Uh, well, it's very Tom Hiddleston, and it's very Owen Wilson. Um, I think there's say, elements of wow. it. Wow! Oh yes, he gets a wow in there almost the first time you see him. He gets a good wow in there. Um, he, he's he's actually probably the best part actually of of that of that show. Owen Wilson. He he really brings it. Um, do I think you'd like it? That's a good question. I don't know. I think there's aspects of, like that one I would be more torn on. I think there's aspects of it you would like, but I think it also goes very marvelly. And when I say marvelly, like it goes super comic booky. Like this is like reading the comic books where it's wacky and weird and doesn't always make sense and it's like the kind of throws logic out the door. Um and I don't know, Taylor. I I think you would I think you'd like parts of it. I think I think Loki's the better one. If oh. you were to watch either of them, I mean, sorry, not not in terms of my opinion of them. In terms of which one's closer to you, right? I would say Loki. I liked Wandavision; it's my favorite of all of them. But I think Loki is more close to what you like. Well, so the jury's out on whether or not I'm ever going to watch Wandavision or Loki. <laughs> but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will participate in the Marvel recap with uh, Great Black Widow. <laughs> Wonderful! I love it. Um, there you go. We, we've got it here. We'll do that eventually, sometime in in the next little while, because we wanna we wanna kind of capture as all the stuff's happening. But I thought it would be good to. There's so much that came out at once for Marvel, so we'll do a recap show. You hear it here first. Taylor will be joining us. There you go. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Um, Maybe so let's it'll get be to some... Mike. Sorry, one more interjection. Maybe it'll be one of those episodes where I come in for like 20 minutes and then leave. <laughs> that we could do that. We could we could talk about Loki and Wandavision first, and then bring you in for the 20 minute black widow discussion yeah. and which we you know would just record because like it's not just have that happen 
I'm all for tempering your guys's fun, but sometimes when you just haven't seen the thing, what is there to say? You know what I mean? Like it'll just <laughs> yeah. be me like being like, "Yep, yeah. sounds good." <laughs> or or it sounds awful. <laughs> yep, not for me. But anyway, yeah, no, that's we'll, fair. We'll, we'll figure we'll out the logistics. Yeah. But you'll you'll make an appearance. Yes, guest appearance. You will appear. Maybe uh, I'll play a game. Episode. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely. Well, Austin. Make us a game. <laughs> we commission. <laughs> we're commissioning you. Get, get us a game for Taylor for uh, for that episode. Whenever that happens, uh, you don't have to do it, Austin. I'm just I'm just joking. If you want to, great. But I'm not gonna. I can't force. I don't have subpoena power. I can't force you to do anything. <laughs> All right, the Quiet Place too, because I know for like three times you've tried to start on the Quiet Place. No, too. I was going to go to fan questions. Okay, um, yeah, that works too. I, I was the only thing I was saying about a quiet place too is the reason why I wanted to review it this week over everything else was I really wanted to see it in a movie theater and it came out a while ago, but I've just been looking forward to this movie for so long. It does seem like a, a movie theater movie. Yeah. And, and you know, if it didn't, if it didn't do some things I'll talk about, I don't think I would have even wanted to, to mention it, but I, I do want to say there are a few times where I go back to a horror sequel and I'm just as interested. And this was one of those times where I felt like it did a lot of great things. So I have a lot of good things to say about it. We'll get to that. Um, but we got some fan questions. Cool. So let's, let's dive into them. Um, let's talk about Katie. So Katie wrote in your fr- friend, Katie wrote in a long time ago. The date stamp on this is May 19th. So, <laughs> so <laughs> two months. over two months, <laughs> we're getting to it now. Um, we're going to talk about her comments. She's got some questions, some thoughts on things we said. I let's try to remember us saying these things. Um, so Katie says, hi, both a longtime friend of Taylor, newish listener wanting to share some opinions. One, Mike is wrong about musicals. The best musical from the last 15 years is the adaptation of Hairspray. Not only does it, uh, start super, super unknown and bonafide theater kid, Nick, Nikki Blonsky, but also Zac Efron, fresh out of Disney Triple Threat Factor, and John Travolta, a musical legend in of himself. As a former theater kid, I have a lot of uh, complicated feelings about musical movie adaptations, but I will stand uh, Hairspray all day, every day. Um, yeah, Hairspray's not bad. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I, Amanda I, Bynes, like yep. when prior to her, uh, you know, her problems. Um Great cast. Great cast. Yeah. And I think I, I will I will say that that one of of all the adaptations. You'll give it a pass. I'll give it a pass. I, I don't I mean, I don't agree but with how her, good it is, but it was fine. Katie will have to check me on this. The. That one's tricky because didn't it start as a John Waters movie, which was a musical. Yes. Then it yeah. became a theater production then yes. it went back to be a Correct. musical and to me those ones are different that's why like when we talked about movie musicals way back when i said the producers also kind of gets a pass but that's because it started as a movie it was a mel brooks movie that became a broadway musical and then they made a mu- movie of the broadway musical and this movie is of the broadway musical of hairspray not the, not a remake of the the i think it's hairspray's from the 80s i think Maybe yeah it's john waters so 70s. it's either yeah. late 70s early 80s, late 70s, ricky, early 80s. ricky lake yeah. Um, uh, so I just think that it, yeah, it, it, it already has a leg up from the other ones where they try to do an adaptation because it has a good framework. I will agree, though, like, I think that was a great career move by Zac Efron. To, it was a good that. bridge. It was yeah, a good bridge. Like, to come out of High School Musical and to not get trapped in kind of the Disney bubble to like do do a, a musical that's like a, a little more adult, a little more grown up. And then, I mean, his career just blew up from there um but a lot of disney stars that doesn't happen to them and i think he made a good choice by by doing like something like hairspray so yeah i i don't i don't disagree but i don't think that proves that i'm dead wrong about musicals though because you you yourself katie (laughs) say you have complicated feelings about them because i think you and i probably feel the same about about musicals i i have a complicated feelings about them too because of my theater background and because i've seen so many great stage productions just just butchered and destroyed in film so it's it is it is complex um so that's point one of several 
Point two is a lot longer, and it's more about uh, it's, it's more about you, Taylor. Point number two, Taylor is wrong about Apollo thirteen. <laughs> Apollo thirteen is not a space movie. Ah, it is a period drama about the human experience that was kind that just kind of takes place in space. I also uh, I also hate space. Apollo thirteen does not count uh, because it's not a space movie. Star Wars also doesn't count because it's an epic fantasy and taylor's opinion that the space race was stupid is one of those things that solidified our friendship although her absolute <laughs> oblivion to my hero and everyone's favorite tom hanks is one of the reasons it took us so long to be friends so is that before i continue with your email is that true yeah like you're you just so we met in grads we met in grad school katie did not like me at first she will probably say that i didn't like her but whatever but uh i think at one of our i think it was roseanne carino's american history seminar very early on like one of the first seminars tom hanks came up in conversation and i was like oh no i don't like him i think he's overrated and uh i wouldn't be surprised if that really was like the sticking point for Katie for a while but um eventually we did uh you know our friendship blossomed and now uh now we're very good friends so um yes there there you have it there you have it um katie continues uh, (laughs) i hate space movies but watch apollo 13 at least once a month because mike and dan are right it's just a fantastic film i'm also a sucker for a score um that's just the finest notes of James Horner's music in the film causes me to feel uh, sort in sort of a way. Uh, anyway, I love the show. Here's my one thought on The Help. Well, this is when we were watching The Help. Bad movie, but Jessica Chastain's fashion is just Furgo? I don't know what that means. Total icon. I also have a contribution to the movies from a hat if you're looking for more. Rami and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, great movie. One of my favorites, watched it recently, totally holds up and aged like a fine wine. Um, Yeah, sure, we can add that to the hat. We're always looking to add things to the hat. I'll copy that and make sure we get that added. I think we definitely will go back to the hat. Oh, for sure. There's always weeks where there's just movies neither of us want to see yeah, in I the theaters. So. I, I have a feeling there'll be a bit of a, a slow end to the summer. Like things will kind of have opened in July and you do, you often get like a little bit of an August kind of standstill Slump. anyway. Yeah, like August, early September. So I, I have a feeling we'll, you know, probably do do the Marvel show within a couple of weeks and then go back to the hat for a few weeks. And then when new things start to pop up again, we'll go back to, to new things. Yeah, the hat will never completely disappear so we're always looking to add stuff to the hat uh, but thank you katie i'm glad i found that email i'm so um, happy that we got it yeah i mean i i agree with her points about tom hanks i don't know what you're talking about taylor and i also agree about her points about Apollo. unpopular opinion i feel the same way about meryl streep like i don't think she's that great either but yeah, everyone loves yeah. her a certain uh ex-president felt the same way you did too <laughs> Um, Don't lump me in with him. Meryl Streep. Only in your Meryl Streep opinion. Okay. <laughs> wow. Nuance may be dead everywhere else in the world, but it's not dead on this show. Let me bring nuance. Um, let's get to more fan questions. Uh, this, oh, we're going to do Lily's last. Uh, this fan question comes, oh, okay. So these two fan questions were actually similar. So I'm going to read them both together. Um, and I don't know what it says about people's thoughts on us actually um so this so this comes from lisa like mike i don't even know why anyone listens to our show at this point <laughs> considering i know like the, we got the, the meryl street hater over there and we got the tom, tom hanks hater and i just don't do nothing but talk about star trek and we're just the most divisive show ever i don't know um but uh, Lisa wants to know, um, I hope you both enjoyed your time back in theaters. How much popcorn did you both consume? Please be honest. And then Josh said, oh, hey, how much popcorn did you both eat back at the theaters this weekend? Signed, Josh. Um, a lot. I had a, I had popcorn. Did you have popcorn when you saw your movie? I had popcorn, but all um, I was good and only got a small like okay. I restrained I got, myself. <laughs> I got multiplex medium both times I went to see the movie theater and a fountain drink and some candy both times. Pretty much the same thing. I had a I had kernel stuck in my teeth for about three days. I got my pop in a glass. 
that I mentioned. Uh, yes, I got to try that. I, I don't know if that's a secret. Maybe that's just a thing they let you do. I'd love to get my pop in a glass. <laughs> I got my pop in a glass and I had my small popcorn. And then as I was leaving, I got another small popcorn for Dan and had a couple handfuls when I got home of, of his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. You can't, you can't um, have a couple handfuls. But when I go to see um, Black Widow, which will be at the multiplex, uh, their small is like three screening room smalls. So I will certainly be eating more popcorn. <laughs> Have you ever uh, invested some time into the snack packs they have available? I um, I don't normally mix my snacks. Like I know we've talked about this, Mike, that you like to do like sweet and savory. Like I think, are you one of those people that like mix your M&Ms in with your popcorn? I'm actually, I kind of have an allergic reaction to chocolate, so I can't do that. Um, Would I? Yes. I would be (laughs) that type of person without a doubt. What I mean by the snap pack is they have this thing where it's like a tiny, basically you get this like cardboard box with popcorn in it and a small drink, but it's like a small size for like $7 and they call it a snack pack. At the multiplex? Yeah. So when you don't, at at least at Landmark, I don't know about Cineplex, but Landmark has it for sure. I don't normally go to Landmark. Um, okay, well then you probably wouldn't know it, but it's no. it's great if you just want like a just small enough. Yeah, just not you don't want like yeah, you're right because when you get a small popcorn, it's like a large popcorn. <laughs> like it's not. I do you know. like like that's not a slag on the screening room. Like this small to me is an appropriate small. You know what I mean? Like that oh, is a, an appropriate mm-hmm. amount of <laughs> popcorn. And like I still think it's the best popcorn in Kingston. So. I think you get, you know, it's so it's better and you get a good portion of it. And the price is good. Dan and I both said that we don't know if it was just because we haven't had screening room popcorn in so long um, or if it was just like extra good. Like it was really good this past weekend. I think it was probably you just haven't had it for so long and you just forgot how good it was. I don't know. Whatever Mm -hmm. Wendy's doing over there, keep up the, keep keep it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be back seeing something in the screening room this weekend. I'm very excited for it. But yes, to answer fans questions, we both enjoy popcorn and we're going to keep it. We will continue. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's just funny how two people ask that, like two completely different people asked. What do they want to hear? Yes, we ate our weight in popcorn. Are you happy? Yeah, I did. I'll, I'll freely admit, I had two mediums. That's a lot of popcorn. I had, like, oh, whatever, proudly. I think I had a hot dog the first time, too. I don't care. Okay? Make it up. We're, we're making up for lost time. Yeah. Okay, I have a lot, a lot of movie theater time to go. Um, the last question comes from Lily, and we did this one last because it kind of uh, feeds into something that you're going to talk about, Taylor. Um, Lily says, uh, hi, everybody. Um Really excited to hear Taylor's thoughts on the other Fear Street movies. I just got through all three of them. I wanted to know, Taylor, what are your thoughts on now that you've seen all of them? Does it make your opinion of the first one change at all? I know I enjoyed them more as seeing all three in a trilogy as opposed to one at a time. So that comes from Lily. So... Again, I just don't know if I was the right audience. Like, I don't know if this, like, really is a teen movie. But, like, I watch teen stuff and I enjoy it. So, I liked the story. Like, the storytelling was very interesting. The plot's cool. Um, Did I think they were great movies? No. I really wish it was a mini series. I think it I right. think I would have liked it much better if it was a, a TV show, like a serialized TV show. Um Yeah, like I just I don't know, like I that's I guess my ultimate review. I wish it was a TV show. Although I've heard from the very little bit of reading I've done, um it looks like it's more or less been a big hit and they're already talking about adapting other books because, you know, Fear Street is a, a series of books by R.L. Stein. So this might become like a cinematic universe. Oh, right? okay. So there's more they can do yeah, with it. There's like much more. Lots there's, of material. Okay. Yeah, there's much more they can do. And I think the, the, the director of the film said like, oh, she wants to make it like, you know, a multiverse. Right. Um, yeah, I just uh, 
The it's second not, movie yeah. doesn't have the main girl in it as much, and so it was better. But mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I just feel like, like I thought the um, some of the serial killers are like so interesting. And again, like I just wish we got to spend more time with them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It should have been a TV show. That's my yeah. ultimate review. Well, okay. This is the weird thing. If more come out, will I watch them? Probably. Wait, what? Well, why? If you didn't, if you didn't like them, why would you keep? Because they're like it? corny. You know when they're like so bad that they're you still watch them anyways. Like it's corny, but the stories are fun. Yeah, that actually, you know what that that's how I felt about that that show with um um the oh what's uh, Jane the Virgin. Um, that show that came out um, that was years ago where like I, I had a friend who like was really into that show. So I watched quite a bit of it and I didn't like enjoy it, but I kept coming back because I'm like, it's kind of quirky and there's something about it that was like, ah, it's just, it's just fun to have on and it's kind of like whatever. So yeah, I guess I it was a good like checkout movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like that's fair. Yeah. We all have to have those. Like that's a, you know, sometimes you want that, right? Sometimes you just want to check out and absorb something. That makes sense. I can see that. All right. Uh, that's it for fan questions. So let's uh, let's get to reviewing some movies. Can you believe saw it? In the movie theaters. No, I can't. I'm even, I can't even believe that I, I saw these movie theaters, but like I did. I'm so excited that I, I got to go see. Did TV you go to Landmark saw. twice? Yes. Landmark's closest right, to where yeah. I am, so it's just the most convenient. I went with uh, my friend Andrew to see uh, Black Widow, um, and that was the first movie I got to see back at, back in theaters. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. And as I said, I'll talk about that later. But then, yeah, Quiet Place. Oh, I'm just so glad that I got to see it in a movie theater experience. Like that is that movie. I think misses something. Like as because you saw the first one, right? You saw Quiet no. Place. You didn't. <laughs> no, I never saw it. <laughs> what? Taylor, these movies are like right up your alley. I don't really like John Kuczynski, however you say his name. He's not in it that much. Not enough. <laughs> I do to, like, like Emily Blunt. Limit. Yo, she's the main thing. I know. She's really the focal point of, of at least the first movie. It puts me really off bad, when actors who I don't like write, direct, and star in a film. Okay, well then like, it where will make do you, you... <laughs> Where do you get off? Yeah, it'll make you feel even worse that, like, he's really good at it. Like, that's the thing. He's, like, he's a no, really good like, writer and director. Not only did he write, direct, and star, he also cast his wife. Yeah, but his like, wife's uh, good. Like, that's I don't the know. No, I get it. All of that, like, really rubbed me the wrong I get way. it. I get it. I, I totally understand. But I have to say, when it's good, it does not matter. If the movies were terrible... Then yes, you could be like, oh, like what do you what do you do when you're just doing this? But like, she was the right person for the for this role. Like, she does so well. She's in very these talented. Movies. I like Emily Blunt. So good. And the kids, the two kids they have, are just incredible in these movies. Like, especially the second one. So the Quiet Place Two. He's not to, in is, the second one. No, he's in it. No, he's in it. I thought they, he they, wasn't in the second one. He he is in it a little bit. They they kind of do some interesting things they they show you a very small i'm not going to give like spoilers away really about either film because i really want you to see these movies taylor um the first the first movie doesn't really give you a lot of indication about how how all this happened there's like little hints but not much the right, second we just movie, know that this is what's happening that something's our... happened yes right. the second movie does this really good thing that could have been awful but it is pulled off really well where the beginning of the movie, the first 10 minutes, flashes back to the first moment of this happening. So you do get to see the family kind of dealing with the crisis right from the beginning. And then it skips forward to now we're going to see the kind of the the, the story continue. Um, and it's interesting that you bring up John Krasinski because I actually think his writing and directing is what you should go for. For. like he's so he it's it's a brilliantly written world and he his directing in both are equal like this isn't even like a sequel where it's like wasn't as good as the first but it was good it's almost as good maybe better than the first movie like that's how i feel about it. it's so close that's how good it is and i i listen i don't 
have strong feelings about him either way. Sometimes I hear him in interviews and I think he has a bit of an ego. Um, but it's the same problem I have with Ben, a- Ben Affleck. Yeah. Like ben Affleck writes, directs actually. and stars in movies. Okay. But that's think... a good comparable because, because Ben Affleck is also very talented, but he's also pretty egotistical. So I, I could it see. It just runs through the wrong way. Like you couldn't have cast someone else. Like, you have to do all of it. So anyways, it's like my own personal thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you like read something about an actor's life and you're like, eh, that's like, I don't know. That's (laughs) just like, why are you doing all three? Also, like, how are you? Like, are you even that good? Although you're saying, yes, he is. Yes. That's the thing, Taylor. Like, I think you should just watch them because it's worth it. Like, the especially like A Quiet Place 2 could like a horror sequel because it's thriller horror sequel like you never know are they going to be able to recapture the magic the first one the thing like what well he went on record saying he wasn't going to make a second one he didn't want to he didn't want to make a second and this is the story around it was he didn't want to make it but the movie did so well that the studio was like okay fine could you just write us up like a little draft and some ideas that we could pass if you don't do it we'll do it yeah and so at so he actually said yes you can replace me and i'll write some notes but as he was writing the notes, he went, no, I want to do this. And honestly, it worked out. It was uh, Quiet Place 2. I highly recommend it. It was phenomenal. The The cinematography is excellent. They recapture a lot of the suspense that made the first movie worth it. Um, all the performances in this movie are excellent. Um, and you know who else is in it? Um, that, uh, what's his name? Um, uh Gillian Murphy? Um, Who? Uh, what was he? Cillian Murphy? Yes, Cillian Murphy. Thank I don't you. know if I I'm saying his Cillian. name right. I only guessed that because you know that I like him. Is that what you were yes. trying to? Because <laughs> he's in it. He's in it. Yes, because I know you like him yeah, and he's, he's in he's the movie. Cool. He's a good he's actor. Essentially, he essentially replaces John Krasinski in the second oh, movie. So, so well, there how you go. good That's would it have been if he was in the first one as John Krasinski's oh role? Seriously. Taylor, you have to see these movies because okay. I think once you see what happens in the first one, okay, then then into the second one, you'll be like, okay, fine. I'm glad we got Cillian Murphy here. Like, I'm okay. glad he's in movie two. So I, A Quiet Place 2, it's, it's a see it for me. It was suspenseful when it needed to be. It was, it does, it does this thing with silence that is so powerful. It makes you in the theater. Like I saw the theater and it was like full for reduced capacity. You know what I mean? Like every right. seat that could have been so, sold was sold. Quote unquote sold out for yeah, what exactly. the new normal But it's is. like 50% yeah. or whatever. Not a word from anyone once in this movie. Are they scary? Before. The movies? Uh, yeah. I mean, I would call them thrillers with touches of, of horror. Um, there's definitely horror elements. There's definitely scary elements to the movies. Um, I think the first one was very much pitched as a horror movie. And, and I think the first one's a bit scarier than the second one, but they are both definitely thrillers all the way through. And it, because the whole idea is if you make a sound, these monsters are going to find you. Um, no one in the theater wants to make a noise. And there were, there were two annoying people in my movie theater. They were right down front and they were talking during the, the trailer and they were, they were eating the popcorn and, and I was just like, I'm going to yell at these people. I know it. And then they didn't say a word once during the movie. They just were quiet. Cause that's how powerful the movie is. It's a great, great like lesson for directing and writing Taylor. You have to see these movies, see it all the way. Taylor, you got to watch them. All right. There you go. Um, the so things anyway, that, I that, do for this show. I know. Well, yeah, I think I do it for yourself because <laughs> you're just, you're such a horror fan and you love thrillers and you love, I, I just, I'm but so surprised. how many that times have I one. been burned by people, the critics saying, oh, the critic darling horror film. And we love it. It's so amazing. He's revolutionized horror film. And I oh, okay. hated the movie. <laughs> yes, so, let's like, not oversell it. I mean, there's nothing in, in either of these movies that are revolutionary. Well, but, like, people were <laughs> saying, like, when it came out, like, it was really hyped. It was really hyped yeah. when it came yeah. out. Yes, for sure. And I think I think that hype is hard to sometimes live up to. And I prefer, like you, going into films with very little or nothing. 
Um, but I just think if you're looking for a movie one night, maybe wait until the fall when it's getting darker earlier, put on A Quiet Place. I, think I really do Netflix. think you'd like them. It is. The first one's on Netflix. I'm sure the second one will come there too. I think as a pairing, they work very well, especially if you don't like John Krasinski. Because the first one's a good setup movie, and the second one really delivers on a lot of interesting things. So it's it, it's I think it's really worth it uh, for the performances, for some very very strong horror and thriller direction. I I think that they're 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 a great complement to each other. All right, so there you go. A Quiet Place <laughs> too. I'm giving it a see it. Go check it out. Definitely try to see it in the movie theater, everyone, if you can, because it's worth that experience. Um, okay, Mike, Taylor. we're both we're both your movie theaters filled for what is now capacity. Yes, for what is capacity. Yes, they were both they were both filled because I think I don't know the exact number. It looks like fifty percent to me. That's what it kind of looked mm-hmm. like they were doing. Um, and both of them were filled. Yeah, and uh, but and and I will say like very positive movie going experiences for both. Like no huge audience issues. Uh, everything was nice. I, I felt like the air conditioning could have been pumped in a little bit more. That's the only thing that, that I would say. I, uh, I like to be nice and cool during the movies. I brought a sweater to the screening room thinking that I would <laughs> need mm. a sweater. I didn't. So the screening room also isn't pumping their AC right now. No, I think people want to save on money, but yeah. like, come on, pump that it AC, guys. <laughs> I know you run really hot, Mike. Like, I wasn't yeah. uncomfortable, but I was, like, I was fully anticipating having to put a sweater on and i did not have to so and and like i was pretty uncomfortable even before the 150 pounds of popcorn i ate so if people <laughs> out there are thinking that's why michael that you're that you're you're warm is because you're eating all this popcorn no i won hot to begin with and i was already hot before the popcorn so they um, tell us about your movie taylor you went back to the screening room and i want to hear about your movie going experience other than the weather like what how did how did everything go Good. So um, Wendy has it set up really easily online. That was one of the, um, I guess, for the consumer, I don't know if it's good for Wendy, but for us as the moviegoers, that's one of the positives of the pandemic. Because prior to the pandemic, you couldn't pre, um, pre-book pre tickets at the screen yeah. room. Um, it was always a risk. Like, would you be yeah. able to get a ticket? And, yeah. and it was only ever cash. Which is like, which is fine, like whatever. And I know for as, Wendy is a small business owner, that's in Wendy's best interest. But again, as a consumer, it is nice now that they've gone card and that you can book online. So I booked online. I um, they've done it really great, where you can um, buy with your membership. You can buy just the ticket. You can buy a ticket plus a new membership, which is what I did because obviously my membership has expired. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I got myself a ticket and a membership and, you know, strolled up. They were able to look me up in the system by name. Um, So I didn't even have to show them my my car, my phone. Again, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a screening in Kingston perk or if they do that. Oh yeah. Maybe you're getting someone in trouble. Maybe you shouldn't say that. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, they found me in their system and um, you know, I got my popcorn. I will say that I'm out of practice in terms, like I feel socially awkward, you know, like I'm not, I've always been like around other people. Yeah. Like, Oh, Mm. I got to, you know, get into my bag to get my debit card. Oh, I'm already holding my debit card. Oh, you know, my bag has fallen. I've dropped my straw. You know what I mean? Like, just like, (laughs) Oh, you're clumsy. Yeah. Like, cause you got like, you know, I was holding my bag and I had my umbrella and then, and then the, a woman beside me was like, Oh, I'll, you got the dropsies. I'll pick it up for you. And I'm thinking, ma'am, it's COVID. You shouldn't even be standing this close to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, get away from yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. So I just feel like I don't, like, I need to, like, be in the public more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, which will come because we're all out of practice, like, being around other people. But, like, you know, everyone, um, I feel so safe at the screening room. Like, you know what I mean? Like they have very good um, protocols in place. Um, I think they're even at less than 50% capacity just because the theaters are smaller. Like, again, like, I don't yeah. I don't know what they have to do things based on like square footage. But um, I think like we weren't probably at like max, max capacity. But like there were, you know, other people in the theater when I went. Um, which is nice, you know, like I was afraid that I'd be the only person there, but, 
I think. Don't you like that sometimes? Though? Like, I do. Like your own personal I, private screening. I do. I do like that. But again, knowing how it's been such a hard year for business owners, um, I yeah, was. You want, you it want. felt good to see other people going to the movies. Let's put it that way. Because um, I was like, oh gosh, like. <laughs> I hope, yeah, you just want them to be selling tickets, right? Butts in the yeah, seat. Yeah, of course. Um, and so I saw Zola, which is, this has been a long-awaited movie for me. Uh, and it did not disappoint. I really, really enjoyed it. But this movie, full stop, is not going to be for everyone. Okay. Um, A, it's about strippers and... Um, so it's a little bit risque. Like the other, I reviewed a stripper movie pre-pandemic with J-Lo. Yeah, with J-Lo. And yeah. I can't remember. Um, Hustlers. Hustlers. Right? That was definitely like a sanitized, like PG-13, you know, well, maybe not PG-13, but like, you know, like sanitized, sure. whatever. This was like pretty, um, pretty risque. And part of the reason is the movie isn't, just about stripping it's based on a alleged true story so let me back up a little bit yeah um the movie is based on a rolling stones article which was written about a series of tweets written by this this girl zola um and you know she alleges that the things that happened in the tweets you know really happened she took some artistic liberty and some of the storytelling but more or less the broad strokes of the story are true. And um, the premise is that she meets this this woman while she's working. They both um, they both become fast friends or the fact that they are both strippers. And then the very next day, the the one of the girl, the the new girl invites Zola to Florida in order to strip, right? Like, oh, it's gonna be a weekend, we're gonna make some money. But you know shenanigans ensue right Right, and the movie really and the story itself it's really more um a commentary on at least how i like how i perceive it it really is talks about the hazards of human trafficking right like okay um it's not overt and it's not necessarily like overt in the texts um, the Rolling Stones article goes into it a little bit more because what's happening in the movie is like human trafficking, essentially. And the um, one of the people involved in the story, um, if I have it right, he actually um, in real life went to jail for human trafficking. Like oh, it's like okay. an action yeah. like. Um, so, yes, you like you go in thinking like, oh, this is going to be like a I don't know, like a. F- fun like party weekend movie but it actually is pretty serious mm. <laughs> the subject matter is pretty serious yeah but sounds it's serious the movie is a lot of fun like it's it's very funny because um the dialogue is based on the tweets that this this woman wrote and like the tweets are very funny um and it definitely um is of the of the time so that's another reason why this movie won't be for everyone you know some of our older audience or some of our older listeners might not understand to be quite frank might not understand the dialogue because they're speaking very much in slang for a lot Mm. of the the movie um and there's some like I would say like experimental stuff going on in terms of filmmaking, like sometimes like throughout the movie, you can hear like the, you know, the, how the Twitter notification, like the, the, the Mm -hmm. sound, like the tweet sound, you can hear that like throughout the movie, like when people are talking or like when people are talking, cause it's like tweet, like they, like, you know, they've tweeted. Right. Um, so there's little things like that, which I guess would be considered like a, a experimental convention. Um, so, yeah, like this movie will not be like an easygoing movie experience, a kind of thematically, like plot right. wise. And then also just like in terms of construction of the film, if people are looking for kind of a straightforward narrative, nothing like weird <laughs> this movie won't be for you either but i 
really loved it. It comes in just under an hour and a half. Um, it's so it's very it's a tight movie. It doesn't feel yeah. too long. It doesn't feel too short. Um, I think it's very true to the woman who wrote the original tweets, and she actually um, served as one of the producers of the film, which I thought was really great. Right, like uh, this is like a pretty heavy story to share and it's good that she was able to have ownership over how it was portrayed on film yeah um and uh, you know full disclosure because it does deal with um the sex trade and human trafficking like there are some scenes that are difficult to watch right like these women are being exploited um and so that that can be difficult for some people to see on screen but i don't think it was ever what's the word gratuitous like i it didn't i don't know like it didn't it didn't go too far it, i don't think it went it didn't go too far for me but it might go too far for some people sure yeah um, and that's fair enough it's good for people to know that yeah. going in right like with the content and everything i yeah. think the cast was great the acting was really great direction was great like i said the writing is really sharp and funny i don't know if that's because they like took well i know they lifted some dialogue directly from her tweets and like clearly the girl the girl who wrote the tweets is very funny you know what i mean um so yeah for me it's definitely a see it like well like definitely like a theater movie you know what i mean like it's a good movie to see in theaters but the the caveat being that like do a little bit of research like don't go into this movie blind because uh it's not going to be for everyone like full disclaimer like you know it's about the sex sex industry um and so, the kind of some of the bad stuff that's involved in that so um it's a little rough at times but i i really enjoyed it i thought it was for it being what it like Describing it as fun isn't probably the right way to describe it, but it is. It's a fun movie. It's funny. It's yeah. smart. Um, and I like the the some of the experimental stuff they did, like with the tweets, you know, and like. Um, so that type of stuff worked for you, like that. For kind me, of yeah, it, it worked, did. Yeah. It did. And there's like one part in the movie. So like the movie is being narrated by Zola, um, mm. which is the girl who essentially gets roped into this crazy weekend. So. The movie starts with her saying, like, oh, do you want to hear the story about how I've fallen out with this girl, which is Stephanie? Um, It's kind of a long story, but, you know, there's lots of suspense. That's how the movie opens. And so for three quarters of the movie, like, it's being narrated by Zola. And then about at, like, three quarters, Stephanie's, like, in a scene. The woman who plays Stephanie's in a scene. And something's about to happen. And then the movie kind of pauses. And then she goes oh, hey, do you want to hear the story about how I've fallen out with Zola? It's kind of a long story. And the movie, like, <laughs> cuts. And it's, like, she gets to narrate for a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and in, like, a specific z- scene and her narration, her, like, how she recounts the story is completely different than how Zola has recounted the story. So, like, for some people, that would be weird, right? Like, yes. it's a non-linear storytelling. The fact that, you know, this the break happens in a scene that's going to be like, oh, my gosh, like, so much tension in this scene. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then it, like, breaks to her, like, you know, telling her side of the story. So all of those things I thought really worked and I thought were interesting. But, again, it's going to be alienating for some people who – aren't involved in Twitter culture, for instance, like, you know, if you don't, if you've never used Twitter before, yeah, there's going to be certain things that you don't have the mark, the cultural markers, right, to be able to figure out what's going on. Um, yeah. Well, it sounds to me that this was just a very well directed film, because all the things you're describing could be very good if if in the right hands or could go just horribly. It just could be sometimes you're watching a movie and you're thinking like, this could have easily been awful, but when someone pulls it off, like it just sounds to me like this was a well-directed movie. Like yeah. the, the director clearly knew what they were doing, um, which I think when you have a story that you're either passionate about or you really know how to create it, really know what to do with it, you're able to kind of shape things. And, and I think you can tell as an audience member, 
when when that comes off that this person clearly knows what they're doing it's like that that to me what it, it just sounds like that we both got to see films that were just so well directed that you can you know those things that you think oh maybe that wouldn't work or is that going to work and it does and you're just delighted by it she definitely um i'm just gonna look up the director real quick i think it is a yeah. woman yeah and i apologize i'm not going to pronounce this name correct and uh so my apologies in advance the screenplay was it written and directed by janica bravo jan janica bravo so i apologize i'm probably saying her name wrong but she's Didn't a female she direct there, there was a film i think because that name sounds very familiar um to, didn't she direct a movie like called Lemon or something? Yep. She produced, wrote, and directed Lemon. She yes. Directed an episode of Atlanta. Um, yes, the yes, some, she did. She's done a lot of TV work, it looks the like. The Juneteenth episode of Atlanta. Yeah. Yes, I do. I remember because I I was watching an interview with her about with um about Lemon, um, which is a film that she directed. And I think maybe she I don't know, maybe she didn't write it. I don't know. But definitely I think you yep, said she, she also wrote it. Wrote it. Okay, so yeah. for Lemon and the uh, and Zola, she ha- it looks like she had a writing partner, or like you know, like there's another person credited, but yeah, um, yeah, but she's the full director of both. I yep, like, right? yeah, okay, yeah. And I, I will say that she, it was very. Um, it'll be interesting to see what else, what else she puts out. I'll put it that way. Yeah, like it, it was yeah. very well crafted. I felt, even though this story seems so crazy it feels authentic like you're along with these characters and you're thinking like yeah that makes sense that this is happening you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> we're yeah, in this world no um it in in a lot of ways it kind of reminded me of and i forget the name of the movie it also takes place in florida and it's about a little girl who lives with her mom in kind of like a motel type like kind of like yeah kind of like a motel and the mom ends up also turning to sex work um just this like really showing this side like showing a certain side of society or like a certain segment of people's lives um without flinching if that makes sense you know what i mean like like showing you the good and the bad of this segment of the population so i wish i could remember the name of that movie with the little girl in florida anyways listeners i reviewed it on the show oh Uh, the one you're talking about the one with willem dafoe right yes what's the name of that movie isn't it like a something to do with a hotel number or something or maybe i'm maybe i'm way off but i I do remember what you talk about because it's um willem dafoe plays you know uh, they both take place in florida and you know sex work is involved but just like yeah i don't know I thought it was great. I obviously I liked it. I can, but I'll wrap it up because we're coming to the end of the show. But yes. for me, it's see it, but only if you've done a little bit of research first so that you know what you're getting yourself into. You know what you're getting into, which I think is like a fair thing to say. The, the Florida Project is the movie. you Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Which I really enjoyed yeah. too. I think that was yeah. a see it for me as well. Um, yeah, that, I mean, you're, you really sold the movie as far as I'm concerned, because I'm, mean, again, that director, um, she also did lemon, um, which is a movie that, that I saw that was also, fa- also kind of funny, but also dramatic in a way that's funny, like, but this dark, is serious, right? but funny, but dark. Yeah. So maybe that, Hey, maybe we've got a kind of a dark comedy filmmaker that that's about to emerge here. I'm all for seeing young filmmakers who are just getting started and seeing what projects they choose, especially, you know, if if you're in a situation where you really can get passionate about, about a project. And I just, I don't know, there's just something about that where it's, I think it screams off this off, off of a movie where it's just like this filmmaker was so into what they were talking about that they just wanted to tell this story. So it's, yeah, it sounds to me that's like definitely Zola. a fine directing job. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, there you go. We, we did it first episode back at movie theaters. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens next week, Taylor. I mean, we don't even know what we're seeing yet. And that's to me what is most exciting, right? Where we're just going to see some movies and talk about something next week. And that's, I love it. I know. I can't wait. It's back to the old days of waiting to waiting till Tuesday to see what the screening rooms 
coming up list. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're going to do. We're going to decide on Tuesday what we what we go to see. It's 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 excellent. I'm, I'm glad we're back here. I um, hope that everyone else got a chance to check out movies. If not, go see the movie. Go see these movies that we're, we're talking about and, and listen to us next week because we'll we'll keep reviewing anything that comes out into a movie theater. We're going to talk about it. Hey, Mike, I guess we're back to the old sign off. Go see. Oh, yeah. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.